This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, December 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Meaningful steps, but a northy vote? Budget talks. Antibiotic usage drops. WTO subsidy push and glyphosate label worries. USDA's hostage crisis is wrapping up its seventh week and there's no end in sight. Texas Senator Ted Cruz has been blocking Bill Northey's USDA nomination since late October, finally got his meeting with President Trump yesterday to talk about the RFS. Cruz said afterward that the meeting resulted in meaningful steps toward a solution to refiners' concerns about the prices of biofuel credits or rents. But the senator wouldn't respond when asked whether he would lift his hold on Northey to be undersecretary for farm programs. An industry source familiar with what transpired at the meeting tells AgriPulse that the only agreement that came out of the meeting was to discuss the issue with Corn State senators and then try to come up with a mutually agreeable solution. Cruz has little obvious reason to relent on Northey. That appears to remain his key source of leverage, given that the ethanol industry got what it wanted when EPA finalized the 2018 usage mandates and rejected the refiner's petition to change the compliance requirements. Pruitt, REN reforms needed. After the White House meeting, EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt returned to Capitol Hill to continue testifying before the House Energy and Commerce Committee. He told a Houston-area congressman that the REN market needed reform, but Pruitt didn't offer any proposals. Pruitt also declined to commit to keeping the conventional ethanol mandate under the ethanol blend wall. Shutdown averted. Lawmakers have given themselves another two weeks to make progress on a spending agreement. The House and Senate passed a continuing resolution yesterday funding the government through December 22nd. In another important development, the White House described a meeting between President Trump and congressional leaders as constructive and said negotiations would continue today on a two-year deal to raise the current spending caps. Farm antibiotic usage drops. Usage of antibiotics on farms has dropped for the first time since FDA started keeping records. The agency says sales of medically important antimicrobials for livestock and poultry fell by 10% in 2016. The decline took place ahead of new restrictions on antibiotic usage that took effect in January. Starting this year, farmers must have veterinarian oversight to administer antibiotics, and the drugs can no longer be sold for growth promotion. Tetracyclines account for 70% of all sales of medically important antibiotics sold in 2016, but their usage fell by 15%. Critics of on-farm use of antibiotics saw the report as a sign of success. The Natural Resources Defense Council notes that the decline follows a series of food industry commitments to reduce antibiotic use. The progress is no doubt influenced by the groundswell of change we've seen in the chicken industry in the past few years. But beef and pork are lagging behind, according to Avanish Carr, senior attorney at NRDC. Industry, no link between usage and health. The Animal Health Institute, which represents drug makers, said any explanation of the decline was just speculation. Antibiotic sales, whether they go up or down, are not predictors of public health impact, according to the group. AHI notes that drug resistance in salmonella, which can be transferred to animals to people, already had been declining. Top lobbyist, NAFTA withdrawal, unlikely. 
Longtime farm lobbyist Randy Russell says he doesn't believe the Trump administration will pull out of NAFTA, but he says we have to prepare as if we're going to drop out of NAFTA. We have to keep the pressure on. Russell was one of a series of industry leaders who spoke yesterday at AgriPol staff retreat. One after another named trade as their top issue for 2018. One speaker, Devry Balfner Vorwick, corporate vice president of Cargill Incorporated, said, Our concern is that we're losing ground on the trade policy agenda. Farm groups ask USTR to contest price support proposals at WTO. Fourteen U.S. farm groups have fired off a letter to U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer urging him to fight efforts by emerging nations to expand price supports for crops and commodity stockpiling. India and China are leading an effort to normalize the ability of countries to set artificially high prices for farm commodities to support producers and build up stockpiles. However, the U.S. is planning to fight the proposals during the upcoming WTO ministerial. Jason Hoffemeister, Associate Administrator of USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service, recently told AgriPulse. Hoffemeister is leading the USDA delegation to the 11th WTO ministerial that is being held in Buenos Aires starting Sunday. In their letter, the farm groups say it is surreal to witness attempts to negotiate new domestic support commitments when so many countries have flagrantly ignored current commitments. The issue has already set the U.S. against China in a WTO case. The Obama administration filed a complaint in September 2016 challenging China's artificially high prices for wheat, corn, and rice. Farmers fight glyphosate warnings. A coalition of ag groups led by the National Association of Wheat Growers has asked for a preliminary injunction to bar California from forcing businesses to put warning labels on products that expose the public or employees to significant amounts of glyphosate. The injunction request was filed in federal court in California's Eastern District. According to the National Association of Wheat Growers, the farm groups believe they will sustain significant reputational damage if forced to falsely label their products, placing them at a competitive disadvantage and threatening the agriculture supply chain. In addition to NOG, the various groups involved in the lawsuit include the Agribusiness Association of Iowa, Associated Industries of Missouri, Missouri Farm Bureau, the National Corn Growers Association, North Dakota Grain Growers Association, the Agriculture Retailers Association, and CropLife America. Trade, major concern for seed industry, too. As the American Seed Trade Association wrapped up at CSS 2017 and Seed Expo in Chicago yesterday, ASTA President and CEO Andy Levine spoke with AgriPulse Steve Davis following four hours of presentations on plant breeding and innovation. Not surprisingly, those subjects, including changes in breeding methods and other innovations such as the use of seed treatments and biologicals, were among the conference's top themes. He said international trade also was on the minds of many given the focus in recent weeks on uncertainty surrounding NAFTA's future. During the meeting, attendees were asked to tweet their support of NAFTA using the hashtag Farmers for NAFTA. Here's today's She Said It. How many times are we going to hit the rural farm community? That's Devery Balfner Vorwerk, Corporate Vice President of Cargill Incorporated, referring to the trade agreements from which President Trump has withdrawn or threatened to withdraw. That's Daybreak for this Friday, December 8th. 
AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.